Sean has been doing his 30-second Game of Thrones uh, recap every Monday morning. We had 30 seconds to explain what happened last night. And one of the reasons it was kind of a funny idea is the show is so flippin' complex. Oh, yeah. From what I understand. A lot of moving parts. The idea of recapping it in 30 seconds is impossible, and that's part of the humor there. Uh, so then we came up with this idea of an entire 30-second series recap. Oh, All boy. eight seasons recapped. So I... I... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to do like a chronological timeline of hitting the the checkpoints of it. So this is going to be like a 30 second. This is my reaction to a kind of my my overall view. Just an emotional project, man. And then you need to talk. You're the artist. If you want to go Yoko Ono on us and just chant Jon Snow, Jon Snow. (laughs) I mean, do it. And then, Joe, you need to, uh, once again, w- what that Washington Post headline thing up there, you need to get into that aspect, because I'm fascinated by that. I, I don't have my glasses. It might say Mars Attacks. No, <laughs> the, the women of Game of Thrones deserved Mars. Oh, whole, yes. It wasn't All right, woke here, enough. Spo- here, here come the spoilers starting right now. That is the main complaint. CNN, MSNBC, uh, NPR, the big newspapers. The ending was not woke enough. It was as if they couldn't accept a powerful woman. The people of color left. I mean, it was they're sending all the wrong messages. One person proposed something like democracy, and he was laughed at. What kind of message does that send? Oh, I just wanted to stick a sword in their bellies. People just—they're either so, so cloyingly, annoyingly, suffocatingly ideological about everything, or they're just so friggin' dumb. Yeah, the Washington Post had, this is how the show should have ended. Oh, And I'm guessing up. it's with a transgender woman ended up in charge or something. Right. Like that. But that's clickbait. It's just more sophisticated clickbait. Mm, okay, there you go. If it's clickbait, I, I, I get that. That's okay. That's I, I kind of like the twist. You know, I got used to, what was it, middle school, maybe high school, that books don't always end the way you wish they would. That's part of the art is to reflect, you know. Look, sometimes in the the ways of the world, things come out kind of funky. Mm. Anyway, uh, so Sean's going to do a 30-second something recap. Apparently just chanted Jon Snow over and of over. Of all eight seasons. <laughs> Here we go. Now, Game of Thrones, when it came out, I didn't really know what to expect of it. It was, what is this, Lord of the Rings? Oh, wait, no, there's zombies in this. What, what is going on here? It is, <laughs> it, it is a show that perfected the slow burn unlike any that I had ever seen before. And much like a good pork shoulder, it's the slow cooking that really makes it delicious. <laughs> and these last two seasons, they went from a slow cook, an all-day smoker, to a microwave frozen entree. And that's the biggest criticism that I think is, that that's the underlying cause of a lot of the <laughs> Oh, if only we had time for the, the criticism. You know, what I, I, I didn't watch the show, but I get what you're saying there. And one of the things I've liked about a lot of the shows that I really liked is they, they gave me a little bit of credit for some intelligence mm-hmm. and that, you know, a little bit of time. The Sopranos did this is one of the things I like about it, a little character development. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be a car crash or a, a wedding or a death or a baby being born every episode. And it doesn't have to end like a Disney movie either. Right. 
Right. And uh, just when shows do that, I just, I, I'm, I'm so happy with that, that you can have a show where, you know, not a lot to happen, but I see they're setting the stage for this to happen in the future. Yeah. Whereas yeah. your dumb shows, mostly on networks all these years, just, it's just like eating a candy bar all the time. All right, so Sean, would you that thing that Dragon did at the end? What'd you think of that? Not at the very end, but the thing he did, the notable thing. Oh, uh, was, I thought it was a little stretch, but I thought it was cool thematically. I thought, it, I thought it's fine, but it was—it's all just too neat. It's all—it's all deterministic, right? It's—we need this to happen, therefore it happened, yeah. as opposed to presenting the things and having it play out in a way that brings you, the viewer, along the journey with it, as opposed to just kind of reverse engineering, well, okay, we got that box checked off. Next. Yeah, that's funny. I just thought it, I thought I liked it because of the kind of guy I am, but I thought it's a big lizard. How does it know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's enough. I'm wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt today in honor of the, uh, the series. I've never seen of, a second of the show. Uh, of House Lannister. Um, that's the the line sigil there up at the top. That's that's their their sigil. Did you just sigil. say sigil? Yeah, sigil. I'll Stop your, making up words. I'll take your word for it. First, you say deterministic. Now this, <laughs> uh, and I drink and I know things. That is a quote from Tyrion Lannister. One of my favorite quotes from the show. Oh really? Yeah. When it, when it, he is asked, "What do you do?" He says, "Well, I drink and I know things." Mm. Yep, that's pretty much. <laughs> drink yeah. alcoholically? Oh yeah. Okay. The, cool. the, 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 the wine. The wine. Yeah. Gotcha. Like we could bond before water Being purification. You know exactly. It was easier, right? In wine, there is life. In water, there is bacteria. <laughs> That's what they say. Huh? Before we take a break, I got a bunch of texts earlier. I mentioned having spent the weekend at the hospital with my son, uh, getting a procedure done that I slept on the floor. Ended up spending the night and slept on the floor. I thought, well, it's a hospital; everything's clean. We got a bunch of texts from people who work in hospitals say the floor is not clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see how they could be. This is sick enough. It's just uh, people are uh, sloughing <laughs> off all sorts of stuff, and it goes down, Jack. It's gravity. And Anytime I... somebody coughs or sneezes or, or or whatever, you know, sooner or later, wafts on down to the floor. My son uh, kept uh, complaining about the smell in the room. He didn't like the smell. I kept telling him, that's the smell of clean. That's what clean smells like. Our house doesn't smell like this. <laughs> but this is what lack of germs smells like. Wow. One thing I would like to have that they have at hospitals in in our room, in a private room, Hospitals are so much better. When I was a kid, first of all, they had no toys or anything for kids. It was just everything was the same as for adults. Right. And I always shared a room with some old woman who wanted to watch soap operas all day long. Um, He had his own private room and and Game Boys and different stuff to play with. But the bathroom that they got in there, whatever they, the technology for that toilet, you could flush a bowling ball down the toilet. I need that toilet system at home. That thing is awesome. Wow. It's not going to say, I don't know if I can flush a baby wipe. That's a little much. No! Anything you want. (laughs) It's a high-flow toilet. It's a a Niagara toilet. You can put a work boot in there. Just whoosh. (laughs) Gone. It's beautiful. It's not my problem anymore. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) Jack just comes wandering out of the bathroom with one shoe. You guys won't believe what this toilet (laughs) can do. It actually worked. (laughs) I was just kidding, but no, it flushed my... Um... We've got a deep dive on Shark Tank, which is kind of helpful if you're wanting to come up with an idea for what could make you some money, what things have worked over 10 years, and what things haven't. Was that an attempt at a clever turn of a phrase? Because I didn't appreciate it. Deep dive on Shark Tank. No, it wasn't on purpose. Okay. All right. We'll let it go. As you were. Thank you. No harm, no foul. (laughs) What? Over 10 years of the TV show Shark Tank. And I assume everybody knows what that is. You pitch an idea to a bunch of rich people, may either invest in it or they don't. Well, they're allegedly super savvy investors and entrepreneurs who can gauge the 
the strength of your product, the, 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 your prospects. Quite a few of the things have worked out. And, turned and, into and they business. say, all right, yeah, I'm in for 100 GER. They yeah. actually invest. What uh, investments or ideas for businesses have gotten more popular over the years and less popular? It won't be surprising if you match it up with our culture. Hmm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A reminder, as we mentioned, the new polling that's out that uh, Biden has increased his lead by a lot over Bernie since he got in. Bernie's gone down, Biden's gone up. Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Hmm. Thought he was washed up. On this day in the campaign with the lead up to 2016, one, two, and three were Jeb, Marco, and Scott Walker. Were your one, two, three Ended in the polls? Ended up being president, vice president, and secretary of state. Neither one of them ever had a sniff at it because... Uh, Please clap. But that was because a month later in June, an orange little number named Donald J. Trump uh-huh. entered the race. You know, who knows? Jeb might have ended up with the nomination if Trump hadn't got in. Who, who knows how that would have played out? Jeb versus Hillary. Ooh, that would have been a barn burner. Oh, wow. <clears throat> um, I tell you what, if the barn was burning, I'd have run in. Huh? <laughs> I was going to talk about Shark Tank. Is that a, that'd be considered a reality show, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure, broadly. Yeah. yeah. Before I get to that, I was going to mention how British reality television is way out there compared to ours. Uh-huh. I was I wasn't aware of this, but uh, the Jeremy Kyle show, which is one of the most out there British reality shows, has gone off the air now because they finally had a contestant die, someone who killed themselves. See what was it? Was one of those deals where? Um, he took a lie de- his girlfriend took a lie detector test and whether no he took a lie detector test and whether or not he cheated on his girlfriend and it came back positive and he mm. claims he didn't do it but he was so devastated she was so devastated that he killed himself wow whatever um I mean that just sounds like Springer to me huh yeah very Springer like <clears throat> but apparently their shows we used to complain about this with American Idol which came from America's Got Talent came from Great Britain yeah we used to talk about this with American Idol where it looked like they went out of their way. To get people that had mental problems to try out for the show and then made fun of them. Well, that is full on what it has been in Great Britain for years. They Mm. just plain try to get people that are so round the bend or unfortunate mentally and then just laugh at them. Right. For being dumb or, you know, whatever the problem is. That's beautiful. That's rough. Then you got your Japanese game shows that just beat the hell out of you. Some of them are just unbelievably abusive, (laughs) like physically abusive. So we're, we're way better or more um i don't know cultured compassionate compassionate with our reality shows than they are in those other countries yeah i tell you what american idol definitely crossed the line a number of times through the years yeah yeah absolutely and we complained about it but apparently that is the go-to mm. on america's got talent in great britain mm. Just bring in some you know some guy off the street woman off the street who's got all kinds of problems and then make fun of them wow. yeah yeah they got problems they get, they're mentally ill right Yikes. It's um, a fine line, though. But then there are reality shows that are not like that at all, like like Shark Tank, for instance, um, which was you had a whole bunch of uh, people with a lot of money, and you'd come in and you'd pitch them their business, your business idea to these people, and they'd either invest or not. And it's the it's been on for 10 years. So they decided to take a 10-year look at the show Shark Tank. 
56% of contestants successfully make a deal. Mm. Actually, for real, make a deal. Right. Maybe a little, maybe a lot, maybe unanimous or whatever, but yeah. Um, when I find it super educational. It, it's more like a business class than a reality it's show. It's really interesting when you actually sit down and watch yeah. and see the, I, the the pushback that the, what are they called, the investors, I guess, give give to the, the people starting the business and pitching right. it. I yeah. find that interplay fascinating. You know what I want? I want a mentor. I need a mentor. Uh, I was reading a biography of a guy. Uh, why? It was a brief, you know, one pager, but he had started and sold a number of businesses. And listen, I, you know, I'm not a dumb guy, but... I, other than this show and our little our little company, I've never done that, and it seems mystifying and overwhelming to me. How do you start a business? What's the first thing you do? What's the second thing you do? I need a mentor. Alex Baldwin. I, I will be your mentee, a rarely heard word. <clears throat> There's a knock on. I have ideas, strong ideas, Jack, marketable ideas, and they will scale. <laughs> fact, I know you're supposed to say that. Scalable. It's clearly scalable. I got my two ideas, the neck valve thing. Mm-hmm. And then a mattress with a hole in it, so you stick your arm through there, so you can be more comfortable. It's been done. When you're Get out. I'll invest nothing. Well, mine's going to be better. <laughs> the neck valve's been done? No. <laughs> no, the mattress with a hole in it, theoretically. I, You know what? I'd be, you see, the idea is you got a, a hole in your mattress so you can stick your arm down there, and it just hangs comfortably. And you can lay on your side and sleep without trying to figure out where do I put my arm. Right, exactly. A constant challenge. Um, I would be afraid that like rats had come along in the night and gnaw my fingers no, off. And by the have time a, I woke up, you got to have a little cavern in the mattress so you can bend your arm. So your arm goes in there and bends. So it's like oh, that. see, that is an innovation. Inside the bed, yeah. so ah, ah, it's mine. Copyrighted, trademarked, right? Something or other. That's my idea. The interior <laughs> cavern, his real breakthrough. How are you gonna like support it? I mean, not like just squash it down. No, and then your arm, you loses the feeling, and I'll forget that. Your fingers turn blue, and then that rat comes along, and gnaws like, them off. Be you like, wake up with a bloody stump. Be like the Hankasizer, but lots of people getting hurt. <laughs> For anybody who remembers the Larry Sanders show. Oh, so boy. one of the knots on um, uh, Shark Tank is that um, women are underrepresented, which is an unfair way to present it because you don't know that they're underrepresented. That just might be the way the world works. Sixty uh, percent of them are male, twenty-four percent female, and it says here thirty. Six percent of all American businesses are owned by women. Well, how about inventing a new idea, coming up with a new idea? Maybe men just do that more than women. I don't know. I don't know. It's certainly quite possible that they do. It's also a third compared to a quarter. Which is not a huge difference. It's not that far Is it hard to believe that men are more built for coming up with business ideas than women? It's not impossible to believe. Or I I would phrase it like this, are more prone to taking risk, serious risks. Okay, but so, of course, they had to start with that, looking at Shark Tank. All right. Whether Just or not like it was, Game of Thrones, not woke enough. Whether or not it was fair. Doesn't send the right message. More than half of all pitches to the Shark Tank people fell into three categories. Food and beverage, fashion and beauty, and lifestyle and home. Isn't about the best way to spend your money is to open a... Uh, Open a restaurant, half of which fail in the first year. That's not true. I was just reading about that. Yeah, because a friend of mine's serious about it. No, it's not. It's not. What's the truth? I can't remember. I can look it up. You know why? The reason I've heard that over the years, that it used to be true and it's not now or whatever, it's always seemed plausible to me because I've seen so many restaurants come and go in my life very quickly. You know what's funny is statistically it's completely inaccurate, but it sends an important message. 
just because you got a good idea and you like food and whatever, or maybe you're kind of well-known in your town, it doesn't mean it's going to work. Yeah. A lot of them fail. Yeah, I've always heard liking food is like the last reason to get into the restaurant business. Yeah. If there's a particular need in this particular area for that food is what you need to be in it for. But um, I wanted to get to this. Between seasons one and ten, food and beverage pitches increased by 15 p- points. In that same period, ideas for children's products tanked by 10 percentage points. Huh. As we have less and less kids, yeah. there's just less ideas being pitched for having kids. But the idea of going out to eat and drinking went up because more people are doing that. They have less, less kids. That's not surprising at all. Um, I'm working on a robot sommelier who will uh, bring me wine. Like his belly is uh, cooled to 58 degrees. And uh, he keeps the wine in his belly. And I say, more wine! And it rolls over and it pours the wine for me. From his belly? Uh, Like dabs. Well, it reaches into its own belly, pulls out the bottle of wine. It's doors open or something. I haven't worked that out. How's this different? And then he's got like a little towel and he dabs it so he doesn't like drip a little wine drip on the floor. So the difference between this and a cooler is it pours it for you. Yeah, it rolls over to me where I am, so I don't have to get up and use my legs like a sucker. <laughs> Will it have pairing recommendations? Like, you say I'm eating, you know, like a like a white meat. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I thought of that as well. Yeah, that's part of my idea. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing would be a rolling uh, wine encyclopedia. There you, well, yeah, you can do that. Really tell easy. you about the wine. You'll notice citrus flavors and blah, 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 light oak, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, yeah, it'd be fabulous. Fantastic. It's all right there in his belly. Sure. Uh, wine what? robot! I would yell and it would roll over. <laughs> what can I do for you, sir? Minimum for a red. What kind of red, sir? I don't know. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Iran dramatically raising the stakes in its standoff with the U.S. you got Trump and Biden facing off in Pennsylvania and yet another major blooper in the now-shamed Game of Thrones. You yell wine robot. Yeah, but don't get your hand between the corkscrew and the cork because it doesn't know what screams are. <laughs> Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. I smashed the living crap out of a couple of my fingers yesterday. Oh, boy. In one of those ways that you think, why do I do stuff like this? Why well, do I you, do God gives you ten of them, Jack. I guess. You spare a couple. Door? Two, three. Door related? Uh, yes, garage door. Manual garage door that I would just uh, rolled up. I mean, it's got the flat things. That, oh. Oh, and so, ow, 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 ow. I put my, for some reason, I put my hand up here as I was closing it and just crunched them. Yeah. And, Two of the fingers in between the thing, and the garage door is like heavy, and they're crunching. I'm like, oh, how are you get it? it? People are driving off the road right now. I actually thought if there had been like a lip on that, it would have just chopped them off. Oh, man. It just crushed them. But now you got some stories to tell. My one is really purple and throbbing constantly. Looks like an old railroadman. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like an old high school shop teacher. It was it was the one that was bad enough that I like got woozy and had to sit down. I was afraid I was going to fall over. It hurt. I just thought, why do I, I got to stop doing things like this? 
slow down. Or or you can continue to do them. Sign Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Iran has quadrupled its production of low-enriched uranium. That's according to several Iranian news sources today. It reported just days after saying it would resume higher levels of enrichment if world powers do not repair the nuclear accord following the U.S. withdrawal from it last year. The increased production is of uranium enriched still very low, nowhere near the 90% needed for nuclear weapons, but a quadrupling of production would mean that Iran likely will go beyond the stockpile limitations set by the deal, and higher enrichment would mean exceeding the level of potency allowed by the old nuclear agreement with world powers. Tehran is threatening to resume higher enrichment on July 7th if no agreement is reached to provide relief from U.S. sanctions. So well, I'll the, tell you, taking in the news over the last couple of days, uh, the Trump hate media, it's all about this is 2002 all over again. Weapons of mass destruction, trying to uh, trump up, if you'll pardon the expression, a war and make it happen. And there's no reason for it. And I haven't heard any smart person say that. Just a lot of hack journalists who hate Trump. David Petraeus was asked about it yesterday right. on uh, Face the Nation, I believe it was. No, ABC This Week. But David Petraeus who said some critical things about Trump. She said, doesn't this really seem an awful lot like 2002 in the run-up to Iraq? He said, no. No, not no, at all. It not, no, it doesn't at all. There haven't been, you know, 15 U.N. resolutions and the rest of it. Yeah. I am troubled by some of the stuff going on, though. There's a fair amount of hinky in the air. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult to explain why the Houthi rebels would try to shoot a missile at Mecca. I mean, that would bring the entire weight of the Islamic world down on them. And why would uh, Iran and their guys just shoot one pathetic missile sort of toward our embassy in the green zone? Maybe it's a message of some sort, but that seems... And I guarantee... It's incredibly unlikely. And I guarantee you that leader of Saudi Arabia, MSB or MBS or whatever his name is, um, would love to drag us into a war with Iran on his side. Right. He would love that. Yeah, that's clear to me. And I have a feeling it's clear to the president and his people, but... I've got to admit, I don't feel like I have a real good handle on who's doing what here. Seems odd. Right. President Trump and Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden are targeting the battleground state of Pennsylvania. Trump is For what? The election in 533 days? Trump's holding a campaign rally this evening, two days after the former V posted his big event in Philly. Trump narrowly won Pennsylvania in 2016. The Keystone State is a key part of his re-election strategy. He was the first Republican to win Pennsylvania in nearly 20 years. Biden grew up in Scranton, though, and often touts his Pennsylvania roots. At his rally in Philadelphia, though, Biden called Trump the divider-in-chief, as he often does with political oh, rivals. I see what he did there. As he often does with political rivals, Trump has given Biden the nickname Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. Is he gone with Sleepy Joe, or is he still on Sleepy Creepy Joe? Because I thought Sleepy Creepy was pretty strong. We'll have to keep an eye on it. And if Biden cries at any point? Sleepy Weepy Creepy Joe. Sleepy Creepy Weepy Joe. <laughs> right. right. You having a good time, Joe? And then if he's seen eating the Easter treat, Please. Sleepy Creepy Weepy Peepy Joe. Right. Right. Take that. <laughs> or if he whizzes on something, oh, I guess. Peepy Joe. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, first it was a coffee cup, now it's a plastic water bottle that did indeed make it into Game of Thrones. <laughs> Eagle-eyed viewers caught the uh, anachronism during a scene in the series finale last night of the hit 
HBO series. Was it at the negotiating table scene, Positive Sean? It was when they were doing like the new uh, meetings of all the, the head uh, of okay. Westeros all and right. they were trying to figure out the new form of government. Right. It was exactly. uh, one of the people sitting. Boiler alert. It was right by his, his, okay. his feet. Oh, he was thirsty. Shame. Production staff. This is directed at you. Shame. <laughs> Shame. And Kim Kardashian is revealing the name of her fourth child with Kanye West. Yeah, keep it to yourself. We'll reveal it. I don't care. The reality? I was surprised to find out they've had their fourth child. Yes. Oh, wow. Four. Uh, yep. I think this one is the second one being done via surrogate, which is, I don't know, makes me feel... It's weird, right? So they're buying a kid? Kind of, yeah. You just show up with your Instagram clothes on. (laughs) Yay, my new baby's here. So Kim didn't carry the baby. Correct. Is there any medical reason for this, or she just doesn't want to lose her shape? Probably bad for the brand. Yeah. Anyway, they uh, introduced... Psalm West on Instagram over the weekend. Psalm is in the Bible. P-S-A-L-M. In the Bible. Oh, in the Bible. Creative. Recently, the families delved deeper into their faith, we are being told, by hosting a Sunday service with yeah. a gospel choir. That's right. Led by or, Kanye. We're not. I don't know. He jumps down off of a stage. You got creepy, peepy, weepy, leepy, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And I would like to make it clear, I was not impugning the very idea of surrogate parenthood, but when celebs do it just so they don't have to... How about if you're doing it just so you can stay hot looking for your Instagram? But I think you can impugn that, can't you? I'm impugning. I'm an impugner. If he drops dust on the floor and picks it up, he's sweepy, Joe. Mm -hmm. Sleepy, creepy, weepy, pee-pee. How about if he hangs out with Native Sweet. Americans in their traditional domicile? All right. <laughs> Pee-pee, weepy, teepee, Joe. All right. That was quite something. Oh, I don't boy. think you're taking this seriously. <laughs> no. Armstrong and Getty. First and most important plant in my climate proposal is beat Trump. You want to know like you said plant plank. If you want to know what the most important, the first plank in my climate change proposal is, it's beat Trump. So that's that's going to be his thing. uh, I will overlook all our policy differences. Sleepy Joe, creepy Joe. We got some text. He puts out an album with only four songs. It's EP Joe. If he starts to leak anything, he's seepy Joe. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> if he wants to get his tea just right, he's steepy Joe. Oh, wow. Where the that hell one. did that come from? You, yeah, you people are really digging deep now. <laughs> Nothing says a modern uh, political philosophy like laying out the the steps in planks. And that's that's what you want to do. we got to lay it down one board at a time. First plank. Oh, so I don't know if you heard about this, but the guy from The Apprentice, Donald Trump, is the president. And he was tweeting, uh, well, here's what he tweeted. Looks like Bernie Sanders is history. Sleepy Joe Biden is pulling ahead. And think about it. I'm only here because of Sleepy Joe and the man who took him off the 1% trash heap, President O. China wants Sleepy Joe badly. Wow. The man who took him off the 1% trash heap, President O. (laughs) It's a somewhat different tone than we're used to. (laughs) Uh, from presidential pronouncements. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Trump is a, a feeling like Biden's actually maybe the guy he's running against, apparently. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? What now? Huh? Trump's feeling like Biden might be the guy he's going to be running against. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I think Trump's style is, with the occasional shot at Rand Paul notwithstanding, he just views who's at the head of the pack. Start squeezing off shots at him. Wow. Till somebody else uh, emerges. Not good imagery. So, um, this guy. Terrible shots, of course. Even though I'm wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt today, I never watched any Game of Thrones. Uh, And this guy, I don't know, Robin, who was the Lord of the Vale. Oh, Robin Aaron. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. So some of the complaints are that they seemed like they hunked him up a little bit for the final episode to help his career or women like him or whatever. Anyway, it mentioned in here, and since you guys watched the show, that his character was kind of weedy and sickly and breastfed to a ridiculously old age. Oh, well into 12, 13, oh, yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really? He was starting to get to her down there, and he was, uh, yes. Yeah, Not to be confused. Suckling at his mama's. Really? Yeah. And that was part of the show. A little perverse. Not to be confused with the wildling Tormund Giants Bane, who claims to have gotten so big and strong because he nursed at the, at the bosom of a giant lady. Right. Mm. Because there's giants as well as dragons and stuff in this world. Sure. So. Now wait a minute. What guy was that? That was the. He's the a old... big red-haired guy. Well, no, I know who he is. Uh, uh, Captain, a little fresh milk, please, mommy. Mm-hmm. He was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was at that same kind of the new council. Thing. Yeah. He, he, right. Did he they, do anything? No, no. As they stand oh, okay. across him yeah. and they referenced him, and the the actor who played him grew up, grew up in the several years since his season aired. I grew, and, and he is a he's a handsome man now. That's the and, trouble with kids in the cast. Yes, they just keep changing. Hey, dude, we didn't pay much Pete Buttigieg on a, a Fox Town Hall last night. Right. Um, I don't know if we want to or not, but Trump tweeted about that, blasting Fox for wasting airtime on Democratic presidential contender Pete Buttigieg. Um, hard to believe that at Fox News is wasting airtime on Mayor Pete, as Chris Wallace likes to call him. Fox is moving more and more to the losing side in covering the Dems. They got dumped from the Democrats' boring debates, and they just won in. They forgot the people who got them there. Does anybody see Fox as going lefty by having candidates, Democratic candidates on? I, I don't take it that way at all. Uh, no. You're just covering the news of, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. That seems like an odd thing to say. I watched most of that, and uh, I I think Chris Wallace is really good. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Is there a particular Pete clip that you liked? Uh, I liked him addressing the controversy of him actually going on Fox. It's a, it's a little on the longer side of the clips. but Let's I hear just a little bit of it. Is we've got to find people where they are. You know, a lot of folks in my party were critical of me for even doing this uh, with Fox News. And, and I, I, I've heard that. <laughs> and, and I get where that's coming from, especially when you see what goes on with some of the opinion hosts on this network. I mean, when you've got Tucker Carlson saying that immigrants make America dirty, when you've got uh, Laura Ingram comparing detention centers with children in cages to summer camps, summer camps, then there is a reason why anybody has to swallow hard and think twice before participating in this media ecosystem. But I also believe that even though some of those hosts are not always there in good faith, I think a lot of people tune into this network uh, who do it in good faith. And- as you uh, certainly just grabbed tiny little snippets of all the things, for instance, Tucker Carlson has said, presented it out of context. Is that in good faith? 
And politics well, is so the, silly. The things you can come up with that MSNBC hosts say daily that are just freaking ridiculous. CNN, NBC. But Go I, on. I do. I think it's crazy the president is complaining that Fox is covering Buttigieg, and I think it's crazy the Democrats would complain that Buttigieg would go on Fox. Mm. I think they're both wrong. Brit Hume blasted back. Say this for Buttigieg. He's willing to be questioned by Chris Wallace, something you've barely done since you've been president. Oh, and covering candidates of both parties is part of the job of a news channel. So the senior correspondent hmm. flexed in on the POTUS. All right, that's fine. That's fine. It's fascinating for me to watch a candidate who is my age run for office. It's something that I, I, it's not even something I realized I wasn't experiencing until now. I finally have it. Somebody who who talks the way that me and my friends talk about things and kind of uses similar language, which is saying the same thing I just said. But it's 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 not an experience. So I've had he before. repeats himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're saying. He. It's amazing that he is forty years younger than Bernie. Forty. Wow. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, I just those of you who obsess over it all the time, I just I can't, I can't. It's just too silly, all of it. It's too dumb. It's too mean. I don't like meanness. What's I the, like kindness and love? What's the hottest show in America going to be now that Game of Thrones is gone? Is there a, a hot thing out there I can jump on the bandwagon of? Uh, be popular with with all my friends. Wow, that's uh, that's a healthy way to approach life. Uh-huh. We'll start there. That's where I do. Uh, no, I don't know. Nothing, nothing has emerged as far as I can tell. But I'm always the last to know. Uh, HBO is trying to position the next season of Westworld as kind of filling up the gap of of, of Game course, of Thrones. I'm sure, but, they are. But uh, it's yet to be determined if that will be able to pull it off. Check your local listings. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Something that looks appealing. Is Alf still on? That was always a wholesome show. Alien life form. It was an right, acronym. Right. He was charming. He was frightening looking, but uh, kind. From Melmac. <laughs> Hilarious. One of the guys who wrote for ALF has got a new book out. He's written for The Simpsons for years and years and years. He's one of the writers. Mm-hmm. He's touting his book. And we're hoping to have him on. Uh, are Actually, we, yeah. we going to line him up? We're thinking even long-form podcasts for that one. Oh, that'd be, that's and bring in, perfect. Well, I was thinking setting. the long-form podcast and bring in Tim Sandifer, one of the most knowledgeable Simpsons fans oh, I know. Wow, a meeting of the minds. About the Simpsons. Yeah, we I thought that. that'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of long-running series and Tim Sandifer, I also saw one of your uh, one of your cable channels that repackages old shows. Is having a marathon of every episode of every Star Trek show. Cool. And there have been like five different series or six. I don't know. The original Star Trek. Oh boy. Um. Then you get your uh, your uh, Voyager and your uh, what was it? Next Generation. Next Generation. That's the Picard years. Yeah. Zilchon Nine or whatever. Deep, Deep Space Nine. That's it. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> but if you're into that sort of thing and and you got the big DVR. The unlimited space. I do kind of wish I had somehow, when, uh, what was that, FX did their uh, marathon of every single Simpsons episode. Took them a couple of weeks, yeah. right? Uh, I wish I'd somehow been able to record that and retain it. Well, they're all going to be available on the Disney Channel when they uh, are? Yeah, the Disney streaming app will have every Simpsons episode ever made available for yeah, viewing. It'll all be there for you. Oh, really? Wow. That was part of the Fox merger. There you go. Governor of Montana, Steve Bullock, I have one question for you. What do you think of the Armstrong and Getty show? Um, uh, uh, final thoughts? 
There you go. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Ripped from yesterday's headlines. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall Phillips, what's your final thought? Well, you know, gentlemen, I have for- sworn off scratchers, but not other investment in sport. <laughs> and my advisor has just texted me, we won the PGA. Oh, really? Fantastic. Yes. She swore off scratchers? Yeah. For oh, how yeah. long? Uh, one month, one starting month. on that date. Yeah, oh, we wrote okay. it down. Yeah, well, that's we, big we, news. We put it on yeah. the board there. And if yeah. he goes five days, I'll have lost a bet. <laughs> oh, really? Michael, your final thought. Yeah, today we talked about Shark Tank. My million-dollar idea is GPS pants. They're pants that will tell you what direction you're walking as you walk in them. And you can program the legs of your pants to find your car or your house. It's my idea. Don't nobody steal it. Wow. Don't nobody steal it. <laughs> Fair enough. Positive Sean, your final thought. Yeah, Game of Thrones came to its conclusion yesterday, and some are, some are pleased, many are disappointed, but isn't it all about the thrones that we've gained along the way? <laughs> huh, everybody? Isn't it? Oh, boy. Jack, final thought to share with the folks? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. having spent a couple of days in the hospital with my son as we try to get him better with his uh, variety of problems, one thing about being in a hospital is you see a lot of people in worse situation than you are. Giant children's ward in a big city, you see a lot of people. That you think, well, we're not them. Thank yeah, God. yep. Glass half full, empty, etc. Uh, my final thought, also kid related. Uh, little D flew back across the country to go back to school. Actually, she's got an internship this summer. She didn't want to be late, so she showed up this morning an hour and a half early. <laughs> that reminds me of my first internship. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're not early. If you're, you got to be early to be on time or something. I can't remember something yeah, like that. Yeah. Don't be late. She must have the entire worm though. She'd have the worm. Oh, yeah. Then went to Starbucks and washed it down with some coffee and waited. (laughs) See you tomorrow. God (laughs) bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Stab through the heart and you're to blame. <laughs> Jon Snow gives love a bad name. Bad, bad name. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.